Trent Deacon talking 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down. Let the Spirit come down on me to change my life around. John Mayne argues that stillness and silence are universal elements of the human spirit. His approach to meditation, which we begin today, backs up his idea with impressive personnel from St. Paul, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, who all advocate the return to silence as a way of uniting with the heart of creation. Our hymn is Mike Anderson's Sing It in the Valleys, published in 1999, and Luke talks about missionary disciples preparing the way for Jesus in just that way and we begin with our opening prayer dear Jesus help us to spread your fragrance everywhere we go Flood our souls with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess our whole being so utterly that our lives may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through us and be so in us that every soul we come in contact with may feel your presence in our soul. Let them look up and see no longer us, but only Jesus. Stay with us, and then we shall begin to shine as you shine, so to shine as to be a light to others. The light, O oh Jesus, will be all from you. None of it will be ours. It will be you shining on others through us. Let us thus praise you in the way you love best by shining on those around us. Let us preach you without preaching, not by words, but by our example by the catching force, the sympathetic influence of what we do, the evident fullness of the love our heart bears to you. Amen. The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to all the towns and places he himself was to visit. He said to them, The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Start off now, but remember, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals. Salute no one on the road. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be, Peace to this house. And if a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. Stay in the same house taking what food and drink they have to offer, for the labourer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is set before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not make you welcome, go out into the streets and say, 
we wipe off the very dust of your town that clings to our feet and leave it with you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. I tell you that on that day it will not go as hard with Sodom as with that town. The seventy-two came back rejoicing. Lord, they said, even the devils submit to us when we use your name. He said to them, I watch Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Yes, I have given you power to tread underfoot serpents and scorpions and the whole strength of the enemy. Nothing shall ever hurt you. Yet do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. Rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. Manchester Universities at this time of year appoint some of the third year students as ambassadors. Their job is to show prospective new undergraduates around and give them a real face-to-face -face message of what it might be to study, live, work and play as a member of their particular campus. They prepare the ground for the dean, professors and lecturers to explain more formally and in greater detail what belonging to Manchester University's psychology or English department really means. I think they get paid for it as well. Now, last week we had three new disciples making a very shaky and unsure start at following Jesus. Today we have a kind of graduation day when 72, six times the number of apostles, are given their first assignments to carry out in pairs. If you've ever seen Carry On Constable, uh, a similar thing occurs. The bunch of new special police cadets are sent out in pairs onto the streets. Before they go, they are given advice from the weary sergeant. But in their case, they soon forget his wisdom and reap havoc on the local town. Now, I'm sure Manchester University doesn't want their students to uh, give a bad impression. And at the same way, Jesus, at, first glance, the gospel story, it's a straightforward account of a group of disciples preaching and healing in the name of Jesus, but it could have gone either way. And instead of coming back rejoicing, they might have returned in anger and tears, wanting to bring down fire on the people, rather like the sons of thunder, James and John, who were rejected by the Samaritan townsfolk that they went out to speak to. Jesus was careful with these 72 before he put them at risk. He gave them clear instructions that would prevent any trouble. He divided these instructions into actions and words. First, he didn't want them to be alone. And to prevent being attacked, they were to carry no cash or belongings. Remember, the roads were full of bandits around the mountain paths. The story of the Good Samaritan follows on straight from today's passage as well. He also made sure that the 72 were acting like ambassadors, going out to plant some seeds before Jesus and the apostles arrived. They were to offer peace immediately, stay in one house and accept whatever food was placed before them. 
you can imagine Peter saying, now guys, remember to smile when you're eating those leftovers and say thank you like good little boys. Jesus wanted them to prepare the townspeople well for his message about the kingdom of God. Importantly, they were to cure the sick, but there's no indication of how they could go about this. The words were very important. They were to say, the kingdom of God has drawn near upon you. They had to say this even if they were unwelcome, as they wiped off the dust from their feet. But they were not to argue at all, always acting as men of peace. Basically, their task was to be like a good warm-up band, singing the good news in the valleys and shouting it from the mountaintops that a saviour was on the way. We too are asked to act as missionary witnesses in the same way, by giving prospective believers a first taste of what a follower of Jesus could expect to experience. Spreading the good news and planting seeds is all about preparing the ground for the real work that will be done by the Holy Spirit. The disciples were to prepare the townsfolk for what Jesus might teach them next. Looked at in more detail, is there another level of meaning then to be found in this story? Why is it included by Luke? Let's look at the details again. The appointed ambassadors are sent out in twos. Is this for practical safety because of the wolves mentioned by Jesus? Are these wolves a disguise for more vicious attackers? Where are the wolves today? Are they lurking on the internet, spreading a different story? Do they disguise themselves, not in sheep's clothing, but in fashionable indifference to the plights of those in trouble? Is it in the text and twitters of those who ridicule the ambassadors and hide cruel words with attempts at cheap laughs at the expense of anyone declaring to have a faith in God? Is it in the lack of welcome and scepticism that greets a new parish priest, bishop, Pope. The ambassadors for Christ are to be found most successfully in people of poverty. No money, no food, no voice on the road. From the very beginning, what image did Jesus want to spread around the towns? The disciples were to be like lambs, no arguing. If anyone didn't want to listen. The act of shaking the dust was all they were asked to do instead of shouting back or calling on bolts of lightning which would hopefully prevent any division or fights breaking out and also protect Jesus' disciples from attack. He cared for them. He was compassionate for them. The disciples also offer nothing but peace and healing and a kingdom to those who offer them a spirit of welcome or rejection. How is each type to be recognised by the disciples, the wolves and the welcomers? First of all, the welcomers will offer them food and shelter. They will admit also 
They are broken and in need of healing and willing to accept a message of rescue, freedom and help. They're already people of peace. They'll listen to the disciples and anticipate with hope and excitement a visit from Jesus as the one who saves. The wolves will not be men of peace. They will not listen to them and they won't be interested in Jesus. They'll be inhospitable and only show them the road out of the town. The original hearers of Luke's Gospel had a choice to make. Were they to become welcomers or wolves? Would they accept the message brought by the ambassadors of Christ or reject him? The warning would be that if they listen to the 72, they listen to Jesus. If they reject the 72, it meant they rejected Jesus. When would they receive another chance to meet him? Perhaps at Golgotha. The message about the kingdom being very near is still an urgent call today. Many are searching for something they're still not sure of. Some like C.S. Lewis's John in Pilgrim's Regress can see a far off island of peace but don't know the way to find it. Jesus still plans for missionary disciples to visit towns and villages where new labourers are willing to take his message of poverty and peace and a nearby kingdom of hope and love. Pope Francis seems to have taken on this particular role with a relish. Let's pray for him. Pray he can find at least 72 cardinals who are not reluctant to help him. To help him sing the good news in the valleys and shout it from the mountaintops. Sing it in the valleys, shout it from the mountaintops. Jesus came to save us, and his saving never stops. Kings and new life he brings. Sing it in the valleys, shout it from the mountaintops. Whoa, shout it from the mountaintops. Jesus, you are by my side. You take all my Mountaintops, Jesus came to save us, and his saving never stops. He is King of Kings, and new life he brings. Sing it in the valleys, shout it from the mountaintops. Whoa, shout it from the mountaintops. You have not. 
Jesus, take me in your arms. Help me walk with you today. Sing it in the valleys. Shout it from the mountaintops. Jesus came to save us. And his saving never stops. Kings and new life he brings. Sing it in the valleys. Shout it from the mountain tops. Whoa! Shout it from the mountain tops. Jesus, you are living now. Jesus, I Take me heart and soul Yours alone I want to be Sing it in the valleys Shout it from the mountaintops Jesus came to save us And His saving never stops Kings and new life he brings. Sing it in the valleys. Shout it from the mountain tops. Whoa! Shout it from the mountain tops. Lord, please come to me in spiritual communion. Send your body and blood gushing through my veins. Send your love into my heart, my soul, my mind. Lift me up to your bosom and infuse me with your divine love. Amen.
The talks on this tape are intended to help you prepare for the silence of meditation. They are designed to help you bring your mind to a state of peacefulness, to concentration. And they are meant to point you in the direction you need to be facing for your meditation, which is centerwards. To help you to move on and also to set out once more with faith and love and openness on your pilgrimage, with the freshness of a new start. In meditation, we are all beginners. There are 12 talks, and my recommendation is that you listen to just one of them at a time. They each last for about five minutes, and then begin your meditation. Remember, to meditate well, you need the quietest place you can find. You need a good posture with your spine upright and calm, regular breathing. And then begin to say your mantra calmly, peacefully, and with complete simplicity. To meditate, you need only to repeat your mantra with persevering faithfulness. These talks are not designed to provide you with something to think about during your meditation, but they are meant as an encouragement for you to persevere and to be faithful. If you can concentrate on each of these talks for five minutes or so, you will be preparing yourself in the art of meditation, which is also essentially concentration. But in your meditation, you will not then be concentrating on ideas or images. You will be concentrating on the mantra and the silence to which it will lead you.
Espírito.